Birds with Friends is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with ticket prices up to 60% off. Zach, next week could be a good time to use the Game Time app since the Seahawks game got flexed from primetime to 1 o'clock. Maybe people want to get rid of their tickets. Yes. Plans changed. Or if you thought maybe it's a good day to come out here instead of watching it on TV because it's earlier, that that would be the place to look. Yeah, monitor the weather, see uh, what it looks like in the morning, and then check the Game Time app. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Just two taps. So download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, and the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and Shulka Potty are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings now i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately that didn't come out there's no editing no no editing on this podcast that's the wonderful of birds with friends no editing hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends bright and early at 10:53 p.m following the eagles 17:10 loss to the loathsome New England Patriots, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here, and Zach, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to needle you about this because I feel your pain. Uh, we are in a we you are in a tough situation here, so I don't want to make you feel any worse. But I do think you should just for the state of the podcast and the aura that we're recording in, let the listeners know why it is that we're recording so early. I uh, have some some water damage on my laptop. Oh no! And uh, you pulled a wiger. Still, still need the right uh, and and need to figure out how to fix my laptop. So it'll be uh, a twenty four hours, similar to Doug Peterson going back and and trying to figure out how how to fix something that's supposed to be your staple, which is my laptop. So. <laughs> well, we might have to see if there's security footage so you can go to the tape. Yes, I don't want to see the tape because I know exactly what <laughs> happened here. Uh, there's, there's. If I was getting like a post game interview about yeah. what happened, it's one of those things where I just take responsibility. I say I need to do better. Unlike some Eagles, no excuses. Yes, uh, this is on me. So, okay. Bottom line, got to do a better job. Definitely now you are, need to do a better now, job. Now, to be to be fair, it is not it is not catastrophic because you were working in Google Docs, so. Your, the, the work that you had been doing won't be lost. It's just that you're going to have to rearrange some things to uh, get that work out. Yes. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. So it's, it's not catastrophic for the story. For, so for our, our readers, you're still going to wake up on Monday morning with reported takeaways from that locker room, mm. what happened tonight, Classic some look Berman. at the future. Um, for me personally <laughs> – Catastrophic, <laughs> yes. Uh, my my laptop is is with me all day long, every day, 
literally, I don't go anywhere without it. Like, what about in bed when you sleep? Right next to me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, well, on on the floor, right next okay. to me. Just in case there's um, a practice squad. Uh, this is the absolute truth. I don't get in the car without it because, as, as you if? said, there could be a practice squad signing. There could be a trade. There could be. Um, they, you know, they signed Jay on Friday afternoon. Who knows? Maybe. Yes. You go home tonight, and they'll sign uh, Will Beatty. Just any, you know, the access to the laptop is, is an important guy. thing. So having a functional laptop is important for this job, uh, certainly important for me. And so catastrophic for me, not for our, our uh, readers and our listeners. Well, you know that I like, to, uh, I like to needle you when it's in good fun. I don't think that this is in <laughs> No, this fun. is something this to is, needle me about because this, this, is, this is... Yeah, uh, but I just, I just feel bad yes. for it. It could happen to any of us. So, but I, I, I think that it was a worse day for the Eagles receivers than it was for me, even with... The damaged laptop. Well, why don't we talk about that then? So uh, let's get to this game. We can get to everything that happened from a, uh, a quick start for the Eagles to uh, a plodding offense, some injuries that happened, a really, really impressive performance from the Eagles' defense, I thought, and we can get to that. But you mentioned the receivers, and why don't we, why don't we start with the receivers, Zach? Because there's also a Wentz conversation we have to have. I didn't yes. think he was very good. He was great tonight he wasn't good enough that's for sure the wide receivers in this game for the eagles obviously no alshon jeffrey deshaun jackson's gone for the year nelson aguilar four catches for 40 yards jj ortega whiteside one catch for 29 yards jordan matthews one catch for six yards matt collins uh, once again goose egged zero catches for zero yards although he did run a nice route and uh, carson once missed him so that means as a group the wide receivers in this game Uh, Six catches for 75 yards. In the eight games since Deshaun Jackson went down in week two against the Atlanta Falcons, the Eagles uh, wide receivers as a group combined have topped 75 yards receiving twice, two of those eight games. Over those eight games, Zach, what percentage of the Eagles receiving yards do you think their wide receivers have been responsible for? So not tight ends or running backs, just wide receivers. Uh, I would say 43%. 36.6%. That is insane. In the the National Football League, your wide receivers, the guys you pay money to catch the ball, are accounting for 30, less than 37% of your wide receiver, of your receiving yards. That is, that is wild. It is, I mean... That is like they should be the Bengals with those kinds, those kinds of stats. Now, again, we can get to Carson Wentz not without fault in this game, and of course, the the lasting image of this game will be another wide receiver drop, another game ending potential. Is that a drop? Time. It hit him in the hands. We're calling it a drop. Okay, I, was... I call it a drop. Okay. I mean, it was a tough catch. It was a difficult catch. He's the he's supposed to be the best wide receiver out there on the team. They paid him ten million, and I don't like like. I, I never really like they get this is what they like they, this guy gets paid this so he should do this but he's a first round pick he is a he has he has had several of these moments already this season and it has been you know I got I got to do a better job next time I'm in that position I will uh, you know I will come down with that play the ball is right there he doesn't track it correctly so then he overruns it and has to go back but he still gets his hands on the ball he's got to catch it 
Yes, I I agree. When I was watching it in real time, I was like, that's a real tough play. I went back and watched the game footage, um, and it's a play he needs to make, especially in that situation. And the wide receivers as a whole, look, this was a big conversation point throughout the bye week. Um, we talked about it a number of times. Uh, this past week, now I, I understand they were going up against the NFL's number one pass defense. They were playing without Alshon Jeffrey too, uh, but still there were plays to be made. And I, I'm not absolving Carson because there were plays that Carson should have played better, uh, but his receivers didn't help him out. And I don't think that this is one of those situations where there's a lot of uh, reason for optimism that it's going to get fixed because the personnel is what it is. Well, and, and I think that goes to the Carson conversation because the personnel is what it is. Like, they went into this game with Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews as their starting wide receivers. You said Jordan Matthews in, like, such a – as if, like, that is the worst possible thing. It's pretty close to the worst <laughs> possible thing, Zach. Starting wide receiver Jordan Matthews? Right now, well, I think he's an upgrade. Get on the field for the 49ers. He he was he was free to the whole league. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, he didn't do enough tonight. One, he he had no catches on the season coming into this game. I'm I'm not defending. So he had one catch for six yards. Those were their starting wide. That was that third down. It was that third and ten, the six yard pass to him. Yeah. Yes. And then there was one that he dropped on the sidelines. If the Eagles were going to win this game, they were going to need Carson Wentz to be great. And he wasn't. He missed that no, throw he was to not. Matt Collins. Uh, the last drive of the game, he misses a wide-open Zach Ertz. He misses Zach Ertz again. Looked like a, a bit of an overthrow. He fumbled again, which is a persistent issue that I have tried to ask about at several points over the course of this year. And every time I ask about it, it gets sort of brushed aside like, oh, you know, that's, that's, it's just sort of circumstantial, both talking to Carson and, and Press Taylor about it, and even Doug. He has the second most fumbles in the league since he came into the league. Only, well, not the second most, the second uh, most often because he's missed so mm-hmm. many games. Uh, Jameis Winston is the only guy in the league who has fumbled more than Carson Wentz. He can't, that was a really, really costly fumble. Yes, and, and he, he And he said was holding much. the ball, seeing the rush in his face. There was no excuse for him to fumble that ball. Agreed. Uh, you know, the Eagles need him to be a superhero, and he was just good. Exactly. That's that was my biggest Carson Wentz takeaway was that if if you you can't keep talking about a lackluster offense and making excuses for the guy who touched the who touches the ball every time, there are things working against him. We've acknowledged that. Anyone watching it knows it. But you are the franchise quarterback. You need to figure out a way to make this work. And uh, and even though Nelson didn't pull that in, um, there were two passes to Zach Ertz right before that that Carson just misfired. Like he 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 had open players and just didn't make. He he had his best target open and didn't make the passes he needed to make. That's on Carson, in my opinion. Um, now Zach Ertz said he can be more definitive. With uh, with the route, you know, there was he was talking about an option route, uh, but Tony Romo he said it on the broadcast there, like you know, it's 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 a He's there's a an open, open player exactly. There have been other games this year where it has felt like 
Carson needed to do a better job, but it was sort of hard to point to when that could have been. This was a different. This I think was was his worst game. In, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to go through the the rolodex of the games in my mind. I thought Dallas was the worst game. Yeah, probably so. Uh, I I just the, he was he was tangibly bad at points tonight this afternoon when they needed him to be great. Um, I mean, listen. You're, yes, that was a one of the league's better defenses, especially in the second. The, the, not the one of the league's, but it was the league's best defense. Yeah, but I'm. It's like it's the league's well, best. Well, it defense. is ranked as the league's best defense. I don't necessarily know that it is the best defense in the league. <laughs> okay, they played such trash. It's hard. It's really hard to tell. I was not like I was not super impressed with that defense tonight. I mean, they gave up one drive. Yeah, against one against the like the the ugliest looking. I mean, well, uh, look, they gave up. They gave up. They gave up a sixteen play, ninety five yard drive, right? Yeah. And outside of that, there was a you and I should have been could have been playing receivers. No, there was. I mean, there was the pass interference on Boston Scott, which was the only other play they made. Basically, yeah, the longest play, their longest play from scrimmage was a a, a pass interference on Boston Scott on the very first play of the game. They had no other (laughs) plays over thirty yards. Yeah. So, I, I I thought that was a good defense, but yeah, I keep coming back. Defense. There there were plays to be made, and uh, and and Zach Ertz said that he kind of figured out what the Patriots were doing against him. I will, I will just tell you, watch out with that water, man. You you don't want that damage. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there were plays to be made. Like uh, after the the second drive, Ertz said that. They were going to double-team him when Gilmore wasn't on him. And then when Gilmore was, you know, he said they weren't double-teaming him the whole game. When they had Gilmore on him, it yeah. was one-on-one. Um, so, uh, and he had a good game. Nine catches, 94 yards, 11 targets. Uh, I thought Goddard played well, too, except, you know, he had a drop that he could have. He had a couple drops. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did enough getting Miles Sanders involved. That's That was kind of one of my takeaways there. I don't think they ran the ball well enough, but... I look at Carson, uh, I don't think Carson did enough, and the five sacks, I mean, certainly losing Lane Johnson contributes to it, but he was also holding the ball too long, I felt like. Do you agree? Well, yes and no. I mean, Tom Brady was sacked once. Here's the thing. The way the offense is presently constructed, I think there's a case to be made that they need Carson to do more out of structure. They need him to trust the offense less. Well, so 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 Tom Brady, who who, who you tend to pick on, Tom Brady was was Tom Brady did not play that well. Tonight. Yeah, it was mediocre. And, and, in this game. and Don't give and me Tom Brady. Has, Don't kiss no, the ring right now. I'm, I'm saying, and they have their issues at the skill spots too. He was sacked one time. The Eagles had a better pass rush than the Patriots did tonight. I'm not um, so sure that that's true. I I thought that the Eagles were getting pressure, but Tom Brady was getting rid of the ball. Tom Brady was living with the that's not a was fair living com- with the that's not a fair play. comparison. I don't think. Okay, I mean there were times I'm sitting next to you where you're like that's grounding by Brady, and it wasn't grounding. But no, he it just, was, well, yeah, and then I saw the replay, and it wasn't grounding. No, and or he would just throw it out of bounds, but he would. Yeah, he, but he also doesn't have the ability to do some of the special things that Carson Wentz can do outside of the pocket. I agree. Right, so I'm not, you have to. That's the give and take. But I'm just you, saying when I look at he can at, take those sacks. He can't fumble the ball. I'm saying when I see the Eagles, when I see Wentz was sacked five times, Brady was sacked once. I don't think that was an indication that the Patriots' pass rush was five times better than the Eagles' pass rush. Well, yeah, five I, times. That or doesn't, my I mean, point they were being, four plays better. I don't. I, I don't think they were four plays better than the Eagles' pass I rush. Do. 
Okay. You know who was? You know who was? Um, uh, like library mouse quiet tonight. Fletcher Cox. The thing about yeah. Tom Brady, Zach, is that <laughs> you know if you can get pressure up the middle in his face, then he's uncomfortable. Fletcher Cox w- did nothing tonight. Yeah. So let's see what these stats read. Do you know what they read? I, uh, I, well, going into the Patriots' last drive, I know they had one tackle. You were, yeah, you were charting that. I was charting him early, yep. and then I, then I. So Fletcher Cox was it. targeted with one tackle and one quarterback hit. He did nothing. Uh, the uh, the the Eagles had six quarterback hits on the night, one sack. That was from Nate Gary. So they only had six quarterback hits. What is this great Eagles pass rush that you're telling me about? I thought uh, Brady was under duress in the first half. Especially six hits. How many times was Carson Wentz hit? Well, uh, he was hit twelve times. Okay, so they were they were much better. Now, obviously, the Eagles were playing without Lane Johnson for much of this game. This goes back to the conversation we were having that I thought Brady was yeah. getting rid of the ball. Yeah, but that uh, it's like, easy to get rid of the ball when when there are guys open. Um, who's Carson Wentz that needed? Who does he, who's he going to get rid of the ball to? A, a six-yard slant to Jordan Matthews on third and ten again? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Miles Sanders uh, is a guy who you would like that to happen to. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I, I think that uh, – so you – I'm looking at the, at, the, at the Patriots numbers here. James White was targeted seven times in the passing game, four catches. Julian Edelman was targeted 10 times in the passing game, five catches. Um, Rex Burkhead, uh, three times in the pass. So you're looking at, at your running backs, your slot receivers, you know, yeah. those quick strike passes. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Tom Brady played exceptional tonight. I'm simply saying that when I, I look at I, I was saying Wentz was holding – I thought Wentz was holding on to the ball. Yeah, but, but what about his play to Ortega Whiteside? Right where he where he scrambles away from pressure. Oh, absolutely! And it's a twenty nine yard completion, their longest completion of the night. That's that's their best chance on offense is for Carson Wentz to do stuff like that. I'm not disputing that. So that's but but I think you are. No, I'm uh, I am because I'm, if you're saying he has to get rid of the ball, then you're taking away that ability of his, which is the really the only special thing the Eagles have on offense. Well, that part, yes, yes, you are. So the fumble, how would you, how the the blame you assigned to Carson on, on on the fumble? What would you say happened there? I would say he didn't hold on to the ball. Okay, he saw like you see, he's just he has to protect the football when he's when he yeah. that wasn't even like a blindside sack. That was right in front. of he him. He was yeah. right in front of him. He saw it yeah. coming the whole time. Yeah. All right, I I hear you there. Um, I don't think the five sacks was really like an indication of, of how bad the offensive line was, per se. Well, but, I, the offensive line was not But again, I'll game. go back and I will watch the whole game over. I just uh, – I, I thought Carson was, was fine, was not good enough. So what was, what was so frustrating about this game, I think, from an Eagles perspective, was you knew that the, the Eagles were going to have to play a crisp game. To beat the Patriots, right? In the first two, the first and that's, quarter and looked they, that way. It came out, and that's exactly what it looked like they were doing. It looked like a team that uh, really got its stuff together during the bye. Uh, they came out with an interesting game plan on offense, it seemed like. They were, everybody was uh, where they were supposed to be. There were a few mistakes. They jump out to a 10 nothing lead. 
And then after that touchdown, which almost was not a touchdown, when Dallas Goddard let the ball get uh, ripped away from him in the end zone, after that touchdown, the Eagles went on their next uh, 12 drives after being up 10 nothing, Punt, fumble, punt, 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 turnover on downs, Hail Mary at the end of the game. That's it. They had three, six, ten drives after the touchdown, 14 total first downs. Yeah, so the, the big issue um, in, in, in talking to people in the locker room and Doug Peterson was the third downs. Well, and, so and, I, this is interesting because I, I disagree with this assessment, but go ahead. Okay. Not, not, not for you, I disagree yeah. with theirs. So I, I, will be, I will be writing about this. Um, but they were 3 of 13 on third downs. That's 23%. Uh, Doug Peterson volunteered that first and, and, and said that was a major problem. Carson Wentz was, said that that's terrible. Zach Ertz said going into the game, they knew that was going to be key. The Eagles were, the, I think, the number three third down offense in the, in the NFL coming into the game. Patriots were number one third down defense. They were holding opponents like 18.5%. Um, and the Eagles didn't play well enough on third downs. They, they played bad on third downs. If you ask Bill Belichick, they only really converted two third downs because Bill Belichick thought the interception. Yeah, he doesn't count that. It, yeah, he, he said that the interception got taken away from them. Um, so he, he, he didn't count that. Uh, yeah, the Eagles – and so the explanation Doug Peterson gave is they got themselves in too many, like, third and long situations. They were playing from behind the sticks, which is an explanation you often hear, but they weren't productive enough on first downs, and, and that was a problem. So I, I haven't looked at this in the last couple games, but I believe before the Chicago game, the Eagles had the worst first down offense in the league in terms of getting first downs on first down. That you know, this is the way that they had been playing. It's a good stat. I, I haven't seen that stat. all year long. Was did like, you write that anywhere? Uh, I think I I think I I put it somewhere. I don't remember where. Oh, I, put I gotta it. find that. Okay. Um, I can look for it again yeah. afterwards to see if that is that's still a great the case. stat. And so this idea that you need to you need to have manageable third downs. I know that that's the way that this offense is designed right now, this bog offense. Uh, what, what do you think bog could stand for? Boring, ugly, gross? Um, <laughs> What's a good O word? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we need an O. Uh, outrageous. Brutally, offensively gross. Okay. I don't know. It's a lot of uh, yes, a lot, a lot of, of adverbs. Ad, yeah, adverbs. Um, so you know what the best way to to uh, pick up you know, the, the best way to improve your third down offense is don't get in third down to begin with. And that's well, the, I, I agree. Mean, it's it's all it, all of these things are a part of the same problem. You have no playmakers, wide receivers on the outside who can uh, create space on the defense. So you are for, you you have invested your resources into a 12 personnel offense. So you are forced to play this way and it is it makes everything so much more difficult. So the degree of difficulty to beating a, a team like the Patriots is you have to you have to chunk your way down the field bit by bit and that means that you're creating more opportunities to have mistakes. Yeah, and uh, I asked Zach Gertz uh, about that kind of bog offense. Um, the, 
and I I didn't phrase it in, in those terms, but just the lack of chunk plays, having to kind of get these long extended drives. And he didn't necessarily agree with it. He said he pointed to the pass interference they drew as a big play. He Which said, was not a design play. That he, was Wentz rolling out out of structure and throwing it deep for the tiniest guy on the field. He said he had some some 20-plus catches. Um, but he said that there are going to be times when, as he said, they're going to need to kind of grind the salt on offense with their offensive line and their running game. And Wentz said his, his thing again, which was, I mean, this, he has said this like four games in a row now. It seems that our recipe is to grind it out, yep. ball control, run, throw, move the pocket, and those sorts of things. When you make a couple of mistakes like the fumble I had and those types of things, it makes it tough for us. That's right. The, more, the longer you are out there, the more likely you are to make a mistake. Yes. Yeah, and and also it just you need to be so much more precise because you're just in, you're in tough situations and I understand you don't have Deshaun Jackson and the offense was this was designed to have Deshaun Jackson and it's it's hard to find guys who can who can take to the house as take much it to as the house. but it's 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 a problem with this team and it's a, the question I asked Doug the question I asked Carson was what makes you think it's going to be any different? Like, the, the personnel is not changing here. And these are questions. This isn't the first time that they've been asked the questions. And, and Carson gave the answer that he sees these guys in practice. We don't get the benefit. The public doesn't get the benefit of seeing them in practice. But he believes in them. And Doug says that they've done it before, even without Deshaun, when they had Howard, when they had Alshon. And he kind of pointed to those two, indicating that, like, they're going to be back at some point here. Um, that they've been productive before, but they haven't necessarily been productive in terms of these chunk plays. It's come from from Miles Sanders, and that's why I said I was uh, if if there was like disappointment in the offensive game plan tonight, I thought they need to find more ways to take advantage of Miles Sanders' skill set. You perhaps the Patriots were focused on that, yeah. But um, I thought that was a matchup that you can like you, you can really watch and. Even if it's just getting him involved in the screen game, just get the ball in his hands. Like, you got to find ways to get the ball in Miles Sanders' hands. You're playing without Jordan Howard tonight. You're playing without Alshon Jeffrey tonight. Miles Sanders had, let's see how many offensive touches. He, he had 11 carries and he had two catches. So he had 13 touches. Miles Sanders needs 13 yeah. touches. He needs more than 13 I mean, touches does. in a game when you're missing Alshon. And you're missing Jordan Howard. No, they didn't. You know, they didn't. I guess they didn't have the ball that often. Um, but I mean, Carson Wentz threw the ball forty I the, times. I think the point. N- is Nelson correct. Aguilar was targeted nine times. Jordan Matthews was targeted six times. Boston Scott had seven carries. You can't get Miles Sanders more work. I mean, I don't buy it. I don't buy out of that at all. That's. I. I don't think they took advantage of Miles of Miles Sanders' skill set enough. Um, which one of us was it? Shield or was it you? Who picked the who picked Miles Sanders as the uh, player we'd be talking about in the win? Uh, good question. I I think I picked Goddard. Okay. In a win, yeah. I think I picked Arthega Whiteside. In a win, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to go back and review the tape. I could be wrong about that. I think I think she'll pick Sanders. She'll yeah. pick Sanders. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is 
I don't know. I, I don't know how they can fix the offense right now. Well, what you need, you're you're going to be playing against worse defenses. I, I think that's part of it. You know, the that. I mean, they they look they've looked better against some some mediocre defenses this year, and I, I think you're looking at that. Um, getting Alshon back for whatever criticism, and we discussed Alshon's numbers. I, he can change things on on there, but. No, I agree with you. Like, this passing game, it's what it is. And it's it's not going to be much better. And in order to win, like, if, if they're going to win meaningful games, if they're going to beat Dallas, it needs to look better than it does tonight. It's that simple. One thing you could say about this uh, Eagles offense, Zach, if you want to get your read ready, is that <laughs> points-wise, they need to get it up. That's correct. And speaking Things have of which, been <laughs> very hard. You see, you're for the Eagles. You're trying to make me laugh. That's not going to happen, okay? But let's let's take a moment here because talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or we blame it on ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo" or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work" or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." or the game's running late, whatever you can think of there. But with, with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, it's safe, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. Now, getting started is also simple. Just go to GetRoman.com birds and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to, be tack- it used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash birds to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash birds for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash birds. The Eagles have certainly lost their mojo, Zach, on offense. They have. And And speaking of tough to tackle, they have been very easy to tackle. Yes, and they've had different excuses. Yes, they so. need to get Roman. Yes. Okay. Um, sort of notes, cleaning up things. Uh, Lane Johnson did lead this game with a head injury. Uh, we don't know what the extent of that is, but uh, he was replaced by Halapulavati Vitae at right tackle, not your first-round pick, Andre Dillard, despite Jeff Statland saying over the past several months that they are comfortable with him at right uh, tackle on the right side. That was not the case tonight. I mean, it's hard to say that like that's a that's a terrible thing, but it is like it's not great. No, I would want Dillard out there. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm, I'm I'm with you there. Lane maybe Johnson list. To, maybe they're still they're just trying to pump up Vitae's uh, comp pick <laughs> value. Comp pick value. Uh, last time Lane Johnson had a concussion, I believe, was 2017. He missed the Carolina game. It was a short week. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, the, that Thursday uh, night Nigel game. Bradham game. Yep. The game when I got my foot run over by my Lyft driver. Is that, is, is that right? Yeah. I bet I'm more frustrated tonight than, than you were that night. Yeah, that was fine. Another life experience. <laughs> um, was there anything else? Uh, yeah, I think we so should talk we about the defense. See, we did, well, yeah, no, I oh, mean from okay. the offense. We did see uh, Boston Scott in this game as the second running back. We, there was no Jay despite him uh, very bizarrely being signed on Friday after never having practiced all year long uh, and being active. He did not play. Uh, we saw from Boston Scott what I have said all along. He's got the juice, but he is a much better running back than he is a return man. He is scary for the good guys uh, as a return man. Not the good guys, but if you if you think they are the good guys, he's scary. Not scary like yeah, no, I'm you're afraid you. of him. Um, we saw, so they did play much more Ortega Whiteside tonight, although Hollins did still play a little bit. But it was still primarily Aguilar and Matthews. I'm sorry, like, just let Arthago Whiteside be out there instead of Jordan Matthews. I would agree with in, you there. In the in in their in, in twelve in personnel. personnel. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, let's ju- just go for it. What, you got you you have no upside otherwise. I agree with you there. I would I would just play JJ when Alshon's not out there. Now we don't know when Alshon's going to be back. If it's going to be next week, if it's going to be the week after, but whenever. I think uh, said also did have another catch that was called back for a penalty. So Yeah, Jason Peters had two penalties in the first quarter. I believe Brandon Brooks was the only starting offensive lineman who didn't have a penalty in this game. Jason Kelsey was tough on himself after the game. Yeah, he had a drive-ending bad snap uh, on the, the third-to-last Eagles drive, right? Wasn't that? Or was that right before? I think that was right down? before halftime, wasn't it? No, I think it was, I think it was their third-to-last drive. Okay. I think that's right. Um, um, no, it was the uh, it was right before it was the third and five before halftime when there was, was the, when there was the bad snap. Jeez. And yeah, yeah, fumbles at the forty seven. It was recovered at the forty two. Sacked oh, at the forty six. I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shows you what I know. You know a lot actually. And and they're very well. They're very well. Might have been a, another bad snap, but. Um, the Eagles had, uh, I was uh, just looking at their drive chart. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They had thirteen drives in this game. Only two of their thirteen drives lasted for more than five plays. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I, do not disagree with That's you. That's crazy. They got more than two first downs. This, this, this is saying the exact same thing, but they got more than two first downs twice on 13 drives. Really tough to watch. And again, I don't know, uh, I don't know what, the, what the fix is. It did seem like they came out with some interesting stuff on offense, but it didn't last. Uh, I went, so I went to the Patriots locker room. After uh, the game, yeah, what'd you think of it there? Well, it was uh, you know I was hoping to get some color on what it's like to go against this boring offense, and I I was probably looking at the wrong locker room for incendiary quotes about the opposition, given the Patriot way, 
But there were, you know, the way they talked about it, you can read between the lines. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're dangerous. They're, they're tight ends and they're running backs. Like, yeah, it's like no mention of the receivers. Mm-hmm. And so you have, to, you have to read between the lines. But it is like as, as expected. I mean, we can, we, we've all got eyes. It's ugly. All right. Uh, the defense, a really, really good performance from the defense. I agree with you there. Uh, now, I, a part of this is, I think, a Patriots offense that is mediocre um, and has been rated as, as such, but uh, they gave up 17 points, uh, including one field goal on a short, short field, field from uh, the Wentz fumble. Uh, the Patriots, 5 of 16 on third down. Uh, Tom Brady... As you said before, 26 of 47 for 216 yards. Those are not good numbers. Uh, Julian Edelman led the way with five catches for 53 yards, as expected. Sonny Michelle, 10 for 33. Uh, Eagles' run defense was good. They had, uh, you know, to the same point of if they were going to win this game, they needed to be uh, crisp. And they on the one Patriots touchdown drive, there was that really bad missed tackle by Nate Gary. That would have been a mm-hmm. tackle for loss. That ended up like a thirty yard gain. Um, and so there there were some other things. And then on the touchdown, they double pass from Edelman to uh, Dorsett, and they Ronald Darby doesn't trail the guy and gets sort of sucked up. So you you had to be perfect, and you weren't. But they were. I mean, they were put in a terrible position by the Eagles' offense time and time again. Agreed. And time and time again, they came up. And apparently Brady was, was kind of real frustrated by the offense after the game. Oh, my God. What a, what a, what a whiner this guy is. <laughs> I'm telling you. Jeez, there's, a, there's, the, there's the No, there's the transcript of, of uh, his press conference after the game. There is, he has asked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions only one of those nine questions does he even answer long enough that it makes it to the second line of the transcript. He's such a whiner. They just won the game. He's a competitor. He's a loser. His favorite ring's the next ring. His favorite ring is the uh, ring of uh, politicians. Well, the reality is this. Look, if <laughs> is. And you and you mentioned it. Uh, their last six drives all all resulted in punts. First two drives were punts. Um, one of our over unders was the Jake was the Jake Bailey punts. He, he he was on the field a lot. And uh, this was kind of the opposite of the Super Bowl in that regard. This yeah, was a this was true. a punting field position game. Uh, the Eagles defense played really well, and it's the third game in a row that the Eagles defense has has played this way. Um, and it's. You could yeah, say and this is the first time where you can really say they they played well without without like asterisks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is one. This is the best quarterback ever. So. Oh my god. They... We don't know that he's he's top twenty. <laughs> they played well against Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, but he's, we'll put it that he's way. Not, he's not. He's um, not the best quarterback ever right now. You know what I mean? Like he's not in his. This is not prime Tom Brady. It's not like they traveled back to. Uh, no, you know, but when he, when he wasn't on steroids, and 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 then really, <laughs> I'm not selling that one. He's <laughs> I, I have enormous respect for what Tom Brady accomplished. Yeah, we know you kissed the ring. <laughs> um, in any event, though, uh, I, I I thought the Eagles' defense. I thought Jim Schwartz called a really good game. They were mixing things up. Um, the I I thought the secondary. I really did a good job holding. They did give up a few third and longs. That is that. Yeah, that's has always yeah, been that's bugaboo. Yeah, that was my biggest knock on them. It was they gave up a third and ten. The touchdown they gave up was what third and twelve or third and 
11. They also gave up a third and six earlier in the game. And then they had a pass. Uh, Avante Maddox had a pass interference on a third and 10. So, look, third and 10s and, th- and third and 10 plus, obviously, you need to get off the field. I just cited three examples where they didn't get off the field. Um, that was an issue in the Chicago game, right? Or the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. That was an issue in the Buffalo game. Uh, it was an issue uh, Speaking a, of a Chicago again game, tonight. I wonder what's so, happening in that game. So those are all things that the Eagles uh, certainly need to look at. But I, th- I think if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic down the stretch here, it's that this defense is playing well. And outside of Seattle and Dallas, um, they're playing against some bad offenses. Uh, Rams so, win 17-7. So that's like an elimination game for the Bears, right? Yeah, well, they, their, their elimination game happened when they started the season with Mr. Biscuit as their quarterback. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in any event, though, the, uh, if you're looking for a reason why the Eagles can still win the division, I think it's, it's because oh, yeah, this I mean, defense is coming around. I don't even know about that. I think it's just, I mean, this, we have talked about this game was probably not going to matter in the, in the grand scheme of things. No, but you Eagles. need to be a Patriots fan, though, right now, uh, because uh-huh. this game matters quite a bit if, if the Cowboys beat the Patriots next week. So, Yes and no. Because if you are presuming that uh, there's going to be a tiebreaker, you want, the, the, you want one of the Cowboys' wins to have come against an AFC team. No, well, no, because you look at the common the the common opponent. No, because it goes first to conference, I believe. I I believe. I think it goes division then conference. I, I not for the division. Chance, I think correct? so. Let's here here. Do you want to Google that? I my think. Well, house, hold on. Let me. Uh, we've got we've got an email from last week from uh, Defop Dennis, who is the uh, playoff scenarios maven. I uh, thought this might be a useful nugget going to the next few weeks. Here's an early look at the Eagles' tiebreaker uh, within the division. Mm. Yeah, common games is is number in in a division for two clubs. First one's head to head. Second one is 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 percentage of games played within the division, and third one is common games. I have the NFL. So here's what he says. Um, Assuming Dallas beats Washington in Week 17, Eagles can only win the tiebreaker against Dallas if Eagles win all remaining division games and one of the following happens. Dallas beats the Rams and the Eagles lose to Seattle. This would clinch the common opponent's tiebreaker for the Eagles. Yep. Uh, okay. Which is precisely what I said. E- they okay, lose okay hold on. Either, then scenario two, either Dallas beats the Rams and Eagles beat Seattle or... Both Dallas and Eagles lose those games, meaning the common opponent tiebreaker would be tied, and Eagles lose both AFC games while Dallas wins both AFC games. So, see, it does matter. Uh, this would clinch the NFC record, NFC record tiebreaker for the Eagles. Are you sure that NFC is not there? So, to break a tie within the, the division, right here for yeah. two clubs, number three is common games, number four is within the conference. Okay. So well then, but yeah. So then he's saying that if that were to happen, then it would be they would be tied in common, and then it would go to NFC. Uh, and then there's another one: Eagle either, but, but also both Dallas beats the Rams and the Eagles beat the Seahawks, or both lose those games and the Eagles lose exactly one more AFC game than Dallas does. 
Dallas has Buffalo as well as the Patriots, meaning both common opponents and NFC tiebreakers would be tied, and then the Eagles win the uh, strength. Well, so, the so the way I look at okay. it, this too though is is if if the Eagles lose to Seattle, yet, if the Eagles lose to Seattle and Dallas beats New England, Dallas would have two game advantage on the Eagles with right. with four games to go. And right. so that that's a tough one to, to right. Uh, so jump the Eagles would need to go undefeated, and they would need the they need Cowboys to, to lose one of their other games, yes. which would be Buffalo and probably Giants and Washington. Yeah, right? just the tie with them, just that, just for tiebreakers to be applicable. Um, so that's why be a Patriots fan. I know that's tough for you right now, but uh, well, not for you personally, for the Eagles fans listening to this. But be a Patriots fan next week and. Um, hope that either the Eagles beat Seattle. If the Eagles beat Seattle and Dallas loses to New England, it's even better for the Eagles. And if you want to make that game more exciting for you, put a little lettuce on it. We know that weekends are made for football. And with so many college and pro games on the slate, the DraftKings Sportsbook app can make your weekend even better. Actually, now that I think about it, Zach, with all the hoops and hockey action going on, the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get you in on the action 24-7, 365 days a year. This week, DraftKings is running a special NFL insurance promo. Bet on a team to win, and if they score at least 24 points, your bet is safe. DraftKings will credit back your wager if your team goes on to lose. Just pick a high-scoring game. Probably not the Cowboys-Patriots game then, right? Although the Cowboys offense has been uh, outstanding. So download the, Dra- the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code QUICK, like Mike Quick, for a limited time. All new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's code QUICK for all new and existing users to get a deposit bonus up to $500. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Gambling problem? Question mark. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Zach, I have a grouse for this game. Yes. You know the original conceit of the grouse. And I think it has been a long time since I have felt this strongly about a grouse. I think my grouse-dom has waned a little bit over the past couple years. This one one, comes with some fire. Julian Edelman, Zach, I believe wholeheartedly, would not be viewed as he is uh, in league-wide circles if he were not white. This is a player who has this insane Hall of Fame candidacy going from the same group of people, in my estimation, who would disqualify a Barry Bonds from a Hall of Fame discussion for steroids. Guess who has been suspended by his league for performance-enhancing drugs? Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Zach, what did you think of the play when he uh, looked to, I would say, intentionally try to injure Avante Maddox? <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't think it was a clean play. Um, you know, there's, there's a point of playing defensive back when it's a, when it's a ball that you're not going to catch. I thought that was ripping him down almost by the neck. Is that a fair characterization? I um, think that is a fair characterization. But I don't know if he it was like... He didn't let go. And 
Uh, but I don't know if he was intentionally trying to hurt him. Is that what you said? Uh, I think. Yeah. If, I don't I, think he was trying I to hurt him. I think if there were certain people watching I would never that accuse play that. under yeah. a different circumstance, they would call that play thuggish. I'm not saying it was like a clean play. I, I just don't know if, if like the intention was to hurt him. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think he went into the play thinking, let me, let me. Like, Even when it was up, I, I don't think he's half. like, I want to hurt Avante Maddox here. I, no, I don't think he's he was holding on. It's a, it's a really dangerous. Yeah, look, play. I'm, uh, yeah, I agree with you. They missed Sendejo on that, on that play. <laughs> they could have used, they could have used somebody to really try to get into a fight. <laughs> I thought, um, but hey, at least he didn't, you know, swing a helmet at somebody. That is true. Um, yeah, I just think the, the myth-making of Julian Edelman is ridiculous. He's, a, he's an adequate receiver. He's fine. He's, I well, mean, he has been really productive. He's been very productive. Yeah. Like, he's been a very good receiver. Yeah, okay. At no point has he ever been one of the five best receivers. Oh, I agree. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. But I, I don't get so caught up in the Hall of Fame thing, like, as, okay. as, as like the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, me, but this like, I think Hall of Fames what, in what general hard, are what a hard working goody two shoes guy, you know. Nice touchdown pass. Well, he did throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, tonight. I nice. mean, that's that is that. Uh, look, that was good. I I think that. Uh, I mean, I I do have a degree of respect for like a seventh round pick who goes on to have the career he's had with Super Bowl MVP. Um, well, yeah, but he's, uh, in, in your mind, he's just been, his carcass has just been dragged along by the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I don't think he'd have the career he had if he didn't play with Tom yeah. Brady, but that's, I mean. Do you think he'd still be in the league if he was on any other team? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, he had, he had really lean years in year two and year three, and then, I mean, he, by year five was the first time he had, he, he had 100 and five catches that year, 1,056 yards. But He'd be Greg Ward somewhere else. Yeah. No, that's but, – but I've, I mean, that's the thing about the NFL. It's all about kind of the situation you're in. So, congratulations to Julian Edelman on uh, one of many career awards that he's won. The Grass. The Grass. The Oscar the Grass garbage. I don't think that one's going up in the, his mantle. The Oscar the Grass garbage player of the game. Um – what else do we have? Let me check my notes here. Went to a new notebook tonight. Yeah, where'd you get that? Uh, I think this was a gift last year. From I was the, really impressed by that. HQ I like that. Before you got here. Yeah, yeah it's very nice, but I, I, I miss, uh, there's no miss lines. lines. You're yeah. right. Yes. You know? Uh, Sidney Jones was active tonight. That's exciting. He was. He got in on special teams. Yeah. Did so he get we in did on see, defense? We saw uh, the Eagles played both a regular dime and a big dime, a three safety dime. So Rudy Ford got um, a good handful of snaps on defense, which might have been a little bit unexpected. Um, and he also had a special teams penalty. He had another special teams penalty. He's, he's the best in the league as far as that goes. Um, Nelson Aguilar in the locker room after the game was just sort of sitting on his phone for a while at the end of the locker room session and then was walking out and reporters approached him to see if he wanted to talk and he said, oh, sorry, I got to go to treatment. Uh, you know, they've been waiting for me. I was, I, I had just been sitting in on my, I was on my phone for too long. Sorry about that. Come on. Agreed. Agreed. Now, 
I saw he he spoke to a few other people. I I, I don't know when that was. Is it was. just one quote that's going around? I think it, yeah. I think that might have just been a one yeah. quote thing on the way out. Uh, so I don't know. Hopefully, there's no more uh, fires that, that babies are thrown out of windows for. But if they are, I think uh, it would be fair to go back to Aguilar on the reference. Um. What else? Anything else from you? From the game itself? No. I mean, I, I think we really hit on it. Um, I don't think there should be kind of doom and gloom in Philadelphia on Monday morning or this, or this week. Uh, I mean, the Eagles are already open as uh, two and a half points favorites over the Seahawks. Yeah, that, that really surprised me. Seahawks are coming off a bye. Um, Russell Wilson is one of the top two MVP candidates in the NFL this year. He is. Uh, he is. Uh, as a quarterback, a terrible matchup for the defense. Yes, he he's historically played very well against the Eagles. Yeah, and then the other thing I would point out too is uh, Lane Johnson's injury is going to be important to monitor. Uh, a concussion is kind of out of the like player's hand, right? Uh, obviously, you can't just play through it. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's going up against Clowney next. So, uh, you know that's that matchup is an important one. We saw um, what Clowney could do. Yeah, the Seahawks really. Um, are the Bizarro Eagles team for this season, right? They they made the trade for Clowney when Eagles fans wanted the Eagles to make that move for a very reasonable price. They drafted DK Metcalf mm-hmm. after J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He has been good. They signed Josh Gordon when the Eagles could yeah, have yeah, and claimed, didn't yeah. and like very badly need production on the outside of wide receiver. So uh, they have made the moves that Howie Roseman has not, and... Whether for those reasons or not, they are a good team, looking like they're going to the playoffs, and the Eagles are wallowing at 5-5. Five and five. And uh, Doug Peterson's 0-2 against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost there um, in 2016, lost there in 2017. It was one of their only losses in 2017. Uh, so it, that team is, has changed. One of the greatest throws I've ever seen. That uh, Russell Wilson, I believe, has never lost to the Eagles. I'm sure that that's true. Um, yeah, they like if you think back 2014, they like totally demoralized the Eagles. Do you remember that? Yes, that was uh, the Eagles that, were coming off the Thanksgiving that's, win. That was a Thursday nighter. They no, no, it wasn't a Thursday night. Oh, we're not no, talking Dream Team. Yeah, no, that was 2011. Uh, that was before Wilson uh, came. Okay, um, Wilson was drafted 2012. Oh, uh, but no, 2014, right. the Eagles were nine and three, had just beaten the Cowboys on Thanksgiving had 10 days to prepare for a home game against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks just, like, beat them up here. Mm. It's Kapadia week. It is. I hope he comes. Well, he's, he, he's busy on Sundays, so I, I understand. Save that for the Roman ad. <laughs> uh, All right, that was a good one. Let's that see. was a good one. Um, <laughs> as I look at the stats here. Uh, yeah, 16 combined punts in this game after one combined punt from the two teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we both took Matthews, I think, in that over-under. What, was that, that what was that bird line? I don't remember it. Uh, it was Jake Bailey punts or Jordan Matthews um, receptions. And oh, you said, yeah, is that Jake, was a bad one. And you said, is Jake Bailey a real person? Yeah, so I stand um, by that. Uh, 
uh, Carson Wentz pass attempts for first our, our, our Thago Whiteside offensive snaps. We'll look at the, the snap counts tomorrow. What do you think that one was, though? Uh, that's I, I can tell you what. Oh, yeah, you were keeping track. Thago Whiteside, it's going to be under. The, Wentz threw 40, 40 passes, passes, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they played 77. Or they played 70 offensive snaps. He didn't play 40. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders rushing yards versus Edelman receiving yards. That was Edelman. Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham sacks versus, uh, versus Sony Michelle yards per carry. That was Sony Michelle. Yeah. Zach Ertz catch percentage versus Tom Brady completion percentage. That was Ertz. I think you won that one. Ertz, Ertz was 9 of 11, right? Yeah, 9 of 11. Brady completed 67, or uh, I'm sorry, he completed 26 of 47 tonight. Eagles fourth down attempts versus Patriots takeaways. Patriots were. Mm. We're plus one. one. Uh, oh, yeah, they had one. Eagles went for, what, one fourth down? So was that a push? Just one, yeah. Okay. Then Eagles trick plays versus Jake Elliott. Extra point attempts. Um, the I Jason would count Kelsey the Jason the Kelsey. Yeah, that's a trick play. I would count that's that. a trick play. Was there any other? It didn't really yeah. amount to anything. So that was, that was one and one, yeah. Mm. Money back. Scared money don't make money. <laughs> that is true. All right, I feel like uh, you you've got you've got some hustling to do. So I want I got a lot of writing to do tonight, and yeah, got to figure out my. It'll be a long night for both of us. I apologize that that my story's not up yet. Um, If you're listening to this at midnight tonight, it's eleven forty eight right now. If you're listening to this once it goes up, my story's going to be up as soon as I can finish it. So uh, I'm going to hustle home, uh, go to a different. Uh, a writing device, and I'll have it finished. Like a typewriter? <laughs> no, a, uh, a another computer. Okay. So. Oh, lucky guy. Multiple <laughs> computers. Look at me. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two computers, Zach, over here. It's not that at all. Okay. <laughs> so the Eagles fall to 5-5 five and five, um, in... Uh, disappointing loss considering that they had a 10-0 lead. Uh, but ultimately, somewhat inconsequential in terms of the overall picture of their playoff hopes. Uh, I think you could have hoped, you, you hoped to see a higher ceiling from the Eagles in this game, and uh, it looked at first like it might be there, but uh, it comes crashing down. Too many mistakes. The offense, once again, boring, plotting. Boring. Overly gross. There you go. I was I was searching thesaurus.com. I, I, for I saw that in the corner of my there eye. There were no O's. Nothing for slow, ineffective, uh, plotting. Nothing. We're gonna have to work on. We're gonna have to work on a bog acronym. Uh, they prepare for the Seahawks. We'll hear from Doug Peterson tomorrow. Find out. Uh, what the deal is with Lane Johnson. Jason Peters also left this game on that uh, second-to-last drive but then came back. Uh, I am curious to know whether Doug Peterson was going to go for two if the Eagles had scored at the end of the game. My guess is that if they had scored on that Aguilar play, he would not have gone for two. There was too much time left. Mm -hmm. But if they had scored with under a minute or so to go, then they would have gone. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So Baltimore 2016 – they scored on what was a, the last play of the game, and they went for two. And uh, they missed the two-point conversion. Right. But Doug said that that's going to be how he coaches. 
then they've had other situations where, like you said, there's been too much time on the clock for that to yeah. do that. Okay, so we'll find that out. And we'll be back with podcasts on uh, at least Tuesday and Friday. Maybe we'll get an extra one in for Kapadia Week. We'll see how we feel. For Zach, I'm Bo. Uh, oh, I don't have a wing of honor for tonight. I don't have one. A wing of honor for tonight. Yeah, no, I don't, you know. Someone in the uh, in the extended Burns with Friends universe. I don't have a uh, a recipient for tonight, although I will give a shout-out to uh, Leela Kapadia for rocking out to Return of the Mac. She was expecting a big game from Mac Collins tonight, and it looked like he was he had it, but Carson Wentz let her down. That's all I got. Well, on Tuesday night, we'll have a, a wing of honor. We'll see if Shield has a nominee. Okay. Uh, for Zach and Shield, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. <laughs>